Thank you, Bill. There you go. I was waiting for that. I didn't know we knew how to say that here. Expectations, as the title says, can be good and can be bad. If you own stocks, you might be thinking, hmm, I'm not surprised at how low stocks are going. Because of our country's inflation, shipping challenges, and the global affairs. Your expectations for gain are probably not what they were in the last few years. Now, Canaan, my son, the other day came up to an escalator. We've all been there, haven't we, with our kids? He was confused because those stairs did not follow his expectations. Though he came through the experience boldly, it offered unexpected challenges that created growth. So expectations can be both good and bad. The lesson is called Expectations. Life, Jerusalem, and Rome. Eutychus was a young man who became famous for one particular reason. Anybody know what it was? And falling off a three-story ledge and dying. He fell asleep in worship. Now, since that already happened, anybody who does that anymore is just not as exciting as it was then. So you don't have to try to repeat it. But I don't blame Paul for his preaching that caused him to fall from his perch. Or the wonderful excitement people had to spend literally 24 hours just studying, researching, listening to Paul. That desire for the word. I blame the many lamps that the text brings up. You ever notice that? The text brings up... And there were many lamps. Well, what does the lamps do, those kind of lamps? Well, they affect the air quality. And that might have been, along with the long-winded time frame of the whole thing, helped him to fall asleep and fall off the ledge onto the ground. Regardless of the reason, when he hit the ground... For most of us... Physical death is permanent, correct? Anyone who falls from that kind of distance, you can imagine the outcome is going to be poor. Thankfully, the Apostle Paul was there. Do not be alarmed, for his life is in him. Acts chapter 20, verse 10. Life is filled with expectations. We create our own expectations and expectations tend to be thrust on us. Sadly, we also deal with expectations that are completely unrealistic. Sally Pook wrote this. 10% of the British people believe they would be better off dead, according to a survey. One in four was unhappy in his or her job, while one in three felt exhausted, unappreciated, and underpaid. 
Christine Weber, the psychotherapist who did the survey, said, sadly, it comes as no surprise to me that so many people are unhappy at home and at work. It seems that people's lives do not live up to their extremely high expectations. It is particularly worrying to see so many people dwelling on morbid thoughts with a large proportion just plainly exhausted by life. How many here have felt exhausted and tired this last week? All right. Well, okay, I looked over here and I saw even more. How many people struggle with unrealistic self-expectation? Okay, honesty is a good policy. How many people here struggle with the expectations of others? Okay, all right, I, there's honesty there too. We all do, all of us do. And it can cause a break in many kinds of relationships. When expectations are overwhelming. Interestingly, God has expectations for us too, doesn't he? But his expectations are much better than our personal expectations. And I think our personal expectations are probably the ones that hit us the hardest. Jesus said this, Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you what? Rest. Matthew chapter eleven twenty eight. In context... He has just said that all things have been put on his shoulders. All things are put on his shoulders. He carries the burden of salvation. He carries the complexities of life issues. He knows our worries. You can say amen to that. Okay. Thank you, Justin. Speak up. And I heard it over here. Amen. He knows our worries. So he continues. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. Now, a yoke is a burden for a beast, right? As they would have done when you had uh, hitched up a team. But our yoke is guided by gentle hands. Guiding hands. Are they hands of unrealistic expectation? Or are they hands that know how to lead in a way that's beneficial? So he continues on, For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Matthew eleven thirty. God still has expectations for us, doesn't he? But do his expectations want people to think the worst in life? No. No. This is why people should seriously study God's word because it brings hope. The second point, Jerusalem. 
Paul wanted to attend the Passover in Jerusalem, Acts chapter 20, verse 16. And I don't blame him, for that would have been a great event to be a part of. To go to such a place with so many people with like-minded thoughts, celebrating the Passover in Jerusalem. However, while he was on his third missionary journey, the Holy Spirit declared to a lot of prophets as he was going, what? It's not going to be an easy time for you to go to Jerusalem. But he wanted to get there. He was excited to get there. He made plans to make it by the Passover. But it was so bad for him there, Paul ended up being arrested in the temple area. Acts 21, verse 27. And, but this led to what? A wonderful opportunity to preach the word of God. He spoke to the Jewish people, and the text says, in Hebrew. That's specific. He here's a breakdown of his message. Acts 21, 21, 22, 21 through 20, uh, 1 through 21. He says, I am a Jew. Good way to gain rapport. Christ met me on the road to Damascus. Ananias was sent by the Lord and he baptized me. The mission Jesus Christ gave me was to reach out to the Gentiles the saving message of Christ. And that kind of ended the sermon, didn't it? Christ's expectations were to spread his plan of salvation. But what if he thought spreading the message only resulted in negative feelings? Would that affect his teaching and preaching? Would it affect yours? Would he change the message to make it easier on himself? Would you? Would Christ's easy yoke be too much for him? Proverbs, beautiful. Wisdom or folly? Oh, that's too easy to follow God's ways. Let me do it my own way, which is so much harder. So much harder. A young paratrooper was learning to jump. He was given the following instructions. First, Jump when you are told. I'll try to say it as a drill sergeant might say it. I don't know if I can do that, Lee, but I'll try. First, jump when you are told. Just right to the point, right? Second, count to ten and pull the ripcord. Third, in the unlikely event that the ripcord doesn't open, there's a secondary chute. Pull that. And fourth, when you get down to the ground, there will be a truck waiting for you that will take you back to the base. Pretty straightforward. The plane ascended up to its proper height. The men started peeling out and the young paratrooper jumped when he was told. He counted to 10 and pulled the first chute. It did not open. So he pulled the second chute and it did not open. And I suppose he thought to himself, the truck won't be there either when I get down. Though funny, this attitude is not Christ's expectation for us, is it? When we stand up for Christ, 
When we go through various struggles in our lives, and there are as many as the individuals here, we know what? God is there. Do you know God is there? Do you know God is there? We don't have to worry about the truck not being there to take us to heaven. Even if our chutes don't open the way we want them to. So Paul got his wish and he headed to Rome. On the way, he was able to share the saving message of Christ. But sure hurt along the way, didn't it? But he didn't have an expectation that it was going to be easy. The expectation that he had was the opportunities to share the word. He spoke with many people, including many important Roman officials. But are the world's expectations on Paul's shoulders? Did he have to worry about everything under the sun? No. He did not have to worry about everything under the sun. He was doing what he was guided to do by Christ. That's the expectation he was fulfilling. He wasn't worried about everybody else's things that you want to fix or things that you have to fix for yourself. You see, Christ's yoke was not too burdensome for him, was it? Because he's guided by a gentle person who controls the leads. You see, Christ already did the heavy lifting. Paul didn't have to worry about dying on the cross for somebody else's sins. And that's heavy lifting. That's heavy lifting. Third point is Rome. Paul had a great wish to go to Rome. And to Spain, believe it or not. Romans chapter 15, 24, and 28. But it didn't come at Paul's timing. And I imagine it didn't come exactly as he planned it either. Rather, it came at the timing of the Holy Spirit. Oh, how important is it to listen for the Holy Spirit to guide us? Did he make it to Spain? I don't know. I don't know. Remember, Spain is in somewhat recent control by Rome at this time frame. It was a place of great war and turmoil between Rome and the barbarians. And Paul wanted to go there. You see the need he had to go to follow the expectations of Christ, to spread the word, even to a place that would have hated him because he's Roman. But in Paul's minds, the barbarians needed to hear the gospel too. You see, Paul was not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Should we have shame at what leads to salvation? Oh, I hope not. I, when I was younger, probably did. 
I don't really want to talk to those people. I don't want to share. I just want to be happy. Do we know the message? Paul knew it. He even wrote to Roman Christians before he had the opportunity to even go there. I I find that very fascinating. Paul actually wrote to the Roman Christians long before he even was in Rome. Listen to the brief breakdown of Romans. First, it basically starts with this statement. The righteous shall live by faith. Boom. Second, God's wrath is upon those who live by unrighteousness. Third, talks about how justification happens. Fourth, life is only through Christ. Fifth, followers of Christ are heirs with Christ and will have a future glory. Sixth, to understand Israel's unbelief. Seven, the message of salvation. Eight, Christ is the living sacrifice. And finally, for the most part, let the people see that we are true Christians. Let them see it. But how is Roman couched, the book of Romans? Those who like to write. Anybody here like to write? Studied a little bit of writing? Well, each paragraph has its own context, doesn't it? And it follows the chapter's context. And each chapter follows the theme of the book. Well, believe it or not, Paul didn't make it hard for us to understand the theme of the book. Or one of the major themes. For us or for the Roman Christians. He couched it in these words. Now remember, he's talking to a people he has never met. He says, obedience of faith. Chapter 1, verse 5, and chapter 16, verse 26. Obedience of faith. Everything he spoke about dealt with the gospel. Could he speak of other things later? Absolutely. But initially, what was most important for him to teach to a people that he knew were Christians but had never met before? The importance of being obedient or having an obedience of faith. The importance of having an obedience of faith. Those are bookmarks right at the first and the end of Romans. And everything within deals with it. That should speak volumes to a student of the Bible, should it not? Within life's expectations and struggles, and we all got them, don't we? We all got them. I mean, we could probably write a book on just that, couldn't we, Lee? We all got them. What matters the most? What matters the most? What matters the most is what brings hope. What brings hope? 
when people are going through difficult times. I'm here for you, brother. I'm here for you, sister. We have Christ in union. Our hope is knowing that He is our Savior. Your shoot that you pulled did not work. But the truck's down there and it's going to take you to heaven. That brings hope. Who knows all of our challenges? Our Savior does. Every single one of them. And the roads that plan C, as Bill talked about, that you shouldn't take, that cause extra troubles. He knows those too. But we must remember, His yoke is easy. His burden is light. Does it feel that way sometimes? If you're like me, it sure doesn't. The lesson is called Expectations. Life. The story around Eutychus teaches us that life truly exists through Christ. Because it's Christ that raised him from the dead. Second point, Jerusalem. Paul knew the difficulties, but he followed Christ's doable expectations. And third, Rome. Paul was not ashamed to teach about the importance of obedience of faith. The lesson is yours. We have a great day coming for us for those who are staying with the seniors tonight. I'm looking forward to the food myself. And I hear Justin made it all. 